It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 101 of the old radio comedy podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. Today, we feature one of the most popular and well-known radio shows of all time, The Life of Riley. It starred William Bendix as Chester A. Riley, a wing riveter at the Cunningham Aircraft Plant in California, and Paula Winslow as Peg, his wife and also as his mother-in-law, as well as various actors as his son, Junior, Barbara Eiler as his daughter, Babs, Hans Conried as cousin Baxter, and Alan Reed as multiple characters on the show. The show made Riley's catchphrase, What a revolting development this is, famous. It ran from January 16, 1944 to June 29, 1951, and also on television for a single season in 1950, starring Jackie Gleason as Riley. So sit back and relax for the January 7, 1949 broadcast of The Life of Riley. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With William Bendix as Riley. Chester A. Riley is a man who gets kicked around considerably by an unkind world. But he can afford to shrug off these rebuffs with a smile. For he knows that no matter how he may appear to others, at home there is one to whom Riley is the greatest hero in the world, his 13-year-old son, Junior. Now, this may surprise you, but after all, how much does a 13-year-old boy know? The other day, however, Junior began to show signs of wising up. Junior! What are you doing, Junior? Hi, Mom. I'm hanging up this picture of Hank Lizzetti. Well, why is he in his underwear? Well, that's his uniform. Well, see, you mean you don't know who Hank Luzetti is? Why, he's just the greatest basketball player in the world, that's all. He's terrific. Oh, is he a shortstop like Johnny Lou Jack? Uh, <laughs> Mom, he plays basketball, and Johnny Lou Jack plays football, and shortstops play baseball. Oh. Well, uh, run along, dear. I gotta clean up your room. Okay, I gotta finish the composition. Hey! Hey, where are you? I'm in Junior's room, dear. Oh, oh, oh. Hiya, Dumplin'. Hello, Riley. Did you have a nice day? Nice day. The foreman caught me smoking and threatened to fire me. I got kicked off the bus because I lost my transfer. <laughs> I had to walk all the way home. A cop almost gave me a ticket for crossing against the light. When I came up on our front porch, that loose board jumped up and cracked me on the knee. <laughs> Some nice day. Well, if, if you had to walk home, how'd you get here so fast? No, I got a lucky break. A bulldog chased me. 
Poor dear, you must be worn out. Oh, I don't mind. As long as when I get home, there's a little woman waiting for me and a couple of sweet kids. There's nothing like kids. Oh, boy, I feel sorry for bachelors. They're so lonely. Believe me, bachelors would be a lot happier if they had a couple of kids. Hiya, Pop. Oh, hi, son. Uh, what's that you got there? Oh, I, I wrote a composition. It's called The Man I Admire Most. Well, I can guess who that is. Uh, read some of it, son. Well, the last part goes like this. Mm-hmm. He is intelligent, quick-thinking, ever alert, never daunted when the odds are against him. True. True. His sense of fair play, his clean-cut physique, and his code of clean living is an inspiration to me. Oh, come now, Junior. Let's not exaggerate. Well, there's a lot in what you say. Go, go, go on. And that is why the man I admire most is Hank Luzetti. Very good. Very good, son. Very, very good. You like it? Yeah. But only one little criticism, Junior. When you read it in class, watch your diction. When you said Chester Riley just now, it sounded just like Hank Luzetti. Eh? <laughs> Hank Luzetti? Oh, who's he? Well, he's the man I admire most. What? Since when is he your father? <laughs> Hank, what do you know about this? Well, I'm surprised at your ignorance, Riley. Everybody knows Hank Luzetti is the greatest basketball player in the world. So, so that's the man you admire most. And all the time I oh, thought... now, Riley, don't oh, be... Oh, perfectly all right. He's entitled to his opinion. But he shouldn't be a hypocrite about it and pretend that I'm the one that... Oh, he... but, Pop... He even asked me for my picture to hang in his room. I spent my last six dollars getting it framed so it would look nice on the wall. Well, Pop, your picture... Don't deny it. There it is, hanging on the wall. They're staring you in the face. Wait a minute. Who undressed me in that picture? <laughs> Your picture. Oh, Junior, you shouldn't have taken your father's picture down. After oh, all. Oh, don't he... bother, Peg. You gotta expect this when you have kids. Come on, let's leave him with his basketball player. Oh, Pop, I didn't mean to. Fine son. Riley, don't take it like that. Uh, it's just a phase. He's captain of the school team, and naturally everything's basketball right now. Yeah. Besides, you can't go on expecting him to believe you're the most wonderful creature in the world forever. Why shouldn't he believe it? I do. And what's good enough for me is good enough for him. Frankly, Riley, I don't see that you got such a big problem. But I told you, Gillis, the kid don't admire me no more. So, Mega, I had the same trouble with my egg weight. For years, I'm his hero. All of a sudden, he drops me and he's got a new hero. Itchy Fingers Malloy. <laughs> That hold-up guy, the bank robber? Yeah, that's the type that Eggbait admires most. All day long, that kid's either looking at gangster movies or listening on the radio to the green cockroach or, or, or reading them comic books. So naturally, his ideal is, is a bank robber. No kidding. Oh, what that kid didn't do. Yeah. Every week, he wrote a fan letter to Alcatraz. <laughs> Once he asked Malloy to send him a picture, and he did. No. Yeah, autograph. Yours for life. Number one, four, eight, two, three. All Eggboy talk about was that bank robber. Wouldn't even look at me. Well, well, so what did you do? He worships bank robbers, so I became a bank robber. Kill it. Yeah. Every week I rob Eggboy's piggy bank. <laughs> this not only makes him worship me, but it gives me a nice income. Oh, 
That's terrible. That's a bad example to set the board. Oh, I ain't really keeping Egbert's money. I'm just saving it up for him. And I'll give it to him when he's a man. On his 41st birthday. <laughs> well, I wish Junior would worship me, but he worships basketball players. So it's a sense, Riley. Become a basketball player. But, Gillis, I don't know nothing about the game. Well, Junior don't have to know that. Tell him you was a big basketball star in your youth. <laughs> you mean I should lie to my... Oh, no, not me. I don't like to lie to my kid. He always catches me. <laughs> well, he won't this time. Play it smart. Yeah. Remember that time in Cooney Island when I won that solid gold brass trophy for shooting at them baskets with a basketball? And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. It showed a guy holding a basketball and it had it written underneath, Champion 1928? Yeah. I'll give it to you. And the buck I owe you from last week, we'll call it even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I could tell him I won that trophy for basketball when I played for good old MIT. Oh, don't overdo it. He'll never believe you played for the Massachusetts Institute of Technicology. <laughs> no, no, this MIT is a Manhattan independent truck driver. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, tell him you was a big star. That's what kids love when their old man was a hero. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. To make him happy, I'll fib to him. This one. Yeah, play it up big. Tell him when you had that ball, nobody could stop it. Yeah. You was quick as a pussycat. Yeah. Nobody could could dribble that ball like right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell him they called me Dribble Puss Red. <laughs> On the level, Pop, you really won this trophy playing basketball? Yes, sir. Well, gee, why didn't you tell me you were a great basketball player? I just found out myself. I mean, well, I'm not one to brag, son. I, I mean, you know me, modest. Nothing ever goes to my head. Your father's right, Junior. <laughs> Boy... Champion. Oh, you must have been good. Good. I was terrific. When I'd throw that ball, I'd never miss. Ain't that right, Peg? You certainly can throw it all right. <laughs> hey, Pop, can I show this to the guys on the team? No, 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 no. Oh, why not? Well, but... Uh, yeah, why not? Oh, thanks, Pop. Boy, where do I tell him? <laughs> Riley, you shouldn't tell Junior a cock and bull story like that. Oh, what's the harm? It don't hurt nobody. Now the kid will look up to me and admire me. It's good for him, isn't it? Well, yes, that's true. You want the boy to go through life knowing what kind of a guy I really am? Well, no, we don't have to go that far. <laughs> but no good ever came a lion. This is just a white lie. Oh, but Peggy. you're always doing it. You have no scruples. You even lied on our wedding day. Why, I did not. Yes, you did. You told me you found a job. Well, I did find one. Yes, but you didn't tell me the job was for me. <laughs> Well, I didn't want to spoil your honeymoon. Well, never mind that. We're talking about Junior. Yeah, and that's the point I'm making, Peg. If I hadn't a fib to you about that job, you'd have backed out of the wedding. And where would poor Junior be today? Peg! Peg, come here, quick! Oh, what is it, Riley? Look, Junior put my picture back on the wall. He took down that basketball player and hung me. <laughs> I hope you're satisfied now You bet I am I knew that boy would come to his senses 
You see, there's no harm in a little fib if it's for a good purpose. Pop, pop. Oh, hello, Chester Riley Jr. And not every kid on this block can say that. Oh, you bet they can. And say, Father, if I got news for you. Huh? You are the new coach of the school basketball team. <laughs> I am? Peg, did you hear that? I'm the new coach. Congratulate me. I'm the new coach. Oh, coach? Well, yeah. Our math teacher used to be a coach, but he got sick, so I told the principal what a great player you were. Uh, Junior, you didn't. Well, uh... yeah, and the principal said, will you take over the job? And I said, sure. Well, you will, won't you, Pop? No, no, I couldn't, Junior. It's out of the question. Why not? You tell him, Riley. Uh, You tell him, Peg. Junior, your father... No, don't tell him. (laughs) You see, Junior, a coach has to run around him. I'm not as young as I used to be. <laughs> you hear that? Flat feet. I mean, lumbago. Well, Pop, you wouldn't have to run around. You just plan the play. But, Junior, I was never a coach. Yeah, but you were a star. You know the game. Yeah, yeah, but I, I when you, if I, uh, okay, I'm the coach. Oh, that's swell, Pop. I'll tell the principal you said okay. Uh, Riley, you can't go through with this. But I've got to. But what do you know about coaching? I'll fake it. But you've never been a basketball player. No, but I've always been a faker. (laughs) All right, men. In a few minutes, the whistle will blow and start the first game of the new season. I don't have to tell you about the Emerson High team you're going to meet tonight. You beat them by 50 points last year. And with the trick plays I taught you, you ought to beat them by 100 points tonight. Remember, you can't possibly lose because you've got the greatest coach in the game behind you. But no overconfidence. Now get out there and win for John J. Boscowitz Jr. High. And here are the basketball scores of last night's game in the Junior High League. John J. Boscowitz Jr. High, 12. Emerson High, 62. Men, so we dropped one, sure. But it was one of those games that could have gone either way. They might have scored 12 and we might have made 62. <laughs> Just one of those breaks. But tonight, against Jefferson High, it's going to go our way. They're a pretty weak team, and besides, I dug into my bag of tricks and pulled out some Lulus. You've got plays now I guarantee no other team in the country is using. But no overconfidence. Now get out there and win for John J. Boscowitz Jr. High. John J. Boskowitz, 22. Jefferson High, 7. Er, uh, c- correction, please. Jefferson High, 77. All right, men, so we dropped two. But there's a reason why we lost the last one. They didn't play fair. Every time we had the ball, they took it away from us. <laughs> but let's forget about that. Tonight is the game we got to concentrate on. So get out there and win for John J. Boskowitz, Jr. High. John J. Boskowitz, Jr. High, 14. Manual Arts, 84. John J. Boskowitz, Jr. High, 10. Westwood, 92. John J. Boskowitz, Jr. High, 3. Milford, 66. All right, men, so we dropped 12. (laughs) But you can't win them all, and tonight our luck is going to change. I didn't really want to meet this Marymount team. The competition ain't stiff enough. It's only an exhibition game, but they challenged us. So tonight, 
Go out there and whip that Marymount team and teach those girls a lesson. <laughs> On your toes, men. Get out and win. <laughs> All right, men, so we dropped 13. But that's our lucky number. Anyway, those girls weren't in the same league with us. We rolled up 20 points while they were lucky to score a measly 50. But from now on, men, with the new plays I'm figuring out... Mr. Riley. We're headed for the top. Mr. Riley. And we... Uh, uh, what is it, Bert? Go on, Junior. Tell him. No, I don't want to. Go on. You're the captain of the team. Well, speak up. Speak up, men. Well, Pop, here are you. Better read this. Huh? Huh? Oh, what's this? Oh, a testimonial. Signed by the whole team. Well, let's see what it says. <clears throat> we, the undersigned, demand the immediate resignation of Mr. Riley as coach. Men, untouched. This is indeed a beautiful tribute. It's gratifying to know that all of you unanimously demand my resignation. And so I... Demand my resignation? No. No, there must be a mistake. Well, they must mean you, Junior. We mean you, Mr. Riley. But, men, what does this mean? It means you're through, fatso. Hey, cut that out, Bert, or I'll sock you. You don't know the first thing about basketball. Now, just a minute. You're talking to a star, a champ. Here, get a load of this trophy. I didn't win this as a prize in the Penny Arcade, you know. No? Then why does it say underneath, Souvenir of Coney Island? Where does it say, uh, Oh, that, well... Uh, uh, that's the name of the team. Uh, no, no, wait, I'll think it's something. Ah, you're a phony. Junior. Junior, you gonna let him talk to me that way? Pop, you really didn't win this? Of course he didn't. He never played in his life. Okay. If that's gonna be your attitude, I insist you accept my resignation. But just remember, if I quit, Junior goes with me. What? Well, no, Pop. And he's the best player you've got. Well, Pop, I don't want to quit. You'll do as I say. But I want to play. No, not with them. I got my pride. And no son of mine is gonna play with a losing team. <laughs> to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley, still smarting from the injustice of being fired as coach of Junior's basketball team. Hello, Junior. Oh, hello, Pop. Listen, Junior, I want to talk to you. Well, can you make a later, Pop? I'm busy now. Well, it's supper time. Where are you going? Oh, basketball practice with the team. What? Didn't I tell you you can't play for them until they ask me back as coach? Yeah, but I just asked Mom if I could play tonight, and she said I could. Oh. Oh, Mom said you could. Since when is your mother the head of this house? When I give an order, I expect it to be obeyed. Yeah, but Mom it's said... What I say that goes. She had no right going behind my back and countermanding my orders. And I'll tell her so right now. What's that you're saying, Riley? Uh, who's saying anything? Uh, <laughs> what's this all about, anyway? Peg, we might just as well have a showdown. Did you tell Junior he could go out and play with the team? Yes, I did. Uh, and when you told him, did you know that I'd forbidden him? Yes, I did. And you deliberately went over my head? Yes, I did. I can't believe it. I'd like to hear you say it in my presence. Say what? That he can play with the team. Go on, say it. I dare you. Junior, go and play with the team. Well? <laughs> say it again. Go on, Junior. Play with your team. Well? Once more. 
Go on, Junior. Once more. Never mind. I guess you can say it. But I still forbid it. Oh, Riley, now please be fair. Do you really think you're justified in forbidding Junior to play? Yes. And I'll keep on forbidding him. I forbid him yesterday, I forbade him today, and I'll forboot him tomorrow. <laughs> What a mess. Nothing but worries. Other fathers are having fun, but I'm standing here in my house worrying. I might as well lie down and worry. Oh, that feels good. I could lie like this forever. It can be arranged. <laughs> oh, it's you. Yes, it is I indeed. Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> I didn't hear you come in, Digger. I got worries on account of my boy. Ah, yes. Children can be a problem. Yesterday, a gang of hoodlums pilfered a sign from an Australian travel agency and hung it on the door of my business establishment. Oh, I was furious. <laughs> Why? What did the sign say? If you're planning to go down under, see us first. I got trouble, Digger. Did, did you ever play basketball? Oh, no. Baseball was my game. But I wasn't much good at it. I never got out of the dugout. <laughs> and it looks like I never will. I, I should never have lied to Junior about being a star. You lied to your boy? Yeah. Oh, you must never do that. No. I remember once I fibbed to my youngest son. He had a fixation on prize fighters. So I told him I was a prize fighter. Yeah? And he found out that you fibbed? Ah, yes. One day he visited my place of business and caught me boxing a fellow. <laughs> Frankly, I was mortified. But I got made coach of Junior's team and they fired me. Oh, too bad. Yeah, but I got even with them. I ain't letting Junior play until they take me back as coach. That's my revenge. Revenge doesn't always work out the way you think it will, right? In my youth, I was in a different line of business. I had a fight with the boss, and he fired me. Odell, he said, I'm blacklisting you. You'll never get a decent job in this town. I won't rest until I see you digging ditches. Well? Well, I'm digging ditches, all right, but he's resting in one of them. <laughs> well, here you. I'd better be shoveling off. Junior went down to the school to practice with the team. What? You went behind my back again? I left strict orders that until I'm taken back as yeah, coach, don't I don't... get excited. They've taken you back as coach. They did? Do you mean it, Peg? Honest? Yes, I spoke to the principal. It's all arranged. Well, I knew they'd come crawling back to me. I'll go right down there. I'll go with you. No, you don't have to, Peg. I... Yes, I think I better. Okay, it'll be a good lesson for you to see how I handle boys. Yes, I'm sure it will. Uh, you see, I knew this would happen because I know children. But it's all psychology. I just say to myself, what would I do if I had a child's mind? And after that, it's easy. <laughs> Hurry up, Peg. I don't want to keep my team waiting. Don't worry. They won't run away. They're waiting for you in the gym. I'll ride in here. 
Where? Oh, oh, there they are. All right, men. I ain't asking for any apologies. I just want to know one thing. Are you with me, men? Yes, Coach Riley. That's the kind of talk I... <laughs> Wait a minute. There's something wrong with these men. They're women. <laughs> Where's my team? Well, this is it, Coach. The sixth grade girls. I've been tricked. Peg, who's responsible for this? When I find out who did this, I'll... Who did it? I did. I arranged the whole thing. You wouldn't let Junior play until you were made coach again? Well, I got your job as coach that suits your talent. Now, what are you going to do about it? All right, men. I mean, all right, women. We've got a great year ahead of us. With the trick plays I got lined up for you, we got nothing to worry about from any team. We'll beat the... We'll beat the bloomers off of them. <laughs> Just remember, you got the greatest coach in the business, but no overconfidence. Now get out there and win for John J. Poskowitz Grammar School sixth grade women's division. dropped one, but it was close. <laughs> After all, 88 to 14 is no whitewash. But the next game, I got a few plays worked out that uh, went, uh, girls, girls, you're not listening. Now, now, don't look over there. Pay attention here. You, you got to listen to the coach. You're not our coach anymore, Mr. Riley. What? We have a new coach. Uh, that's what you think. I won't stand for it. I ain't resigning from this job. Where is this new coach? I'll tell him a thing or two. Where is he? Here I am, Pop. Well, you... Junior. Well, I can't help it, Pop. The principal made me do it. All right, girls. Now, the first thing I want you to do is forget everything your old coach told you. Now, line up under the basket here, and I'll show you a few plays. What a revolting development this is. next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. The life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Bracker. That was the episode Riley Coaches Junior's Basketball Team from the life of Riley. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you'd give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And remember, laughter really is the best medicine. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. La, 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 la,